This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of I Want to Matter. Your life is too short and too precious to waste. Written and narrated by New York Times bestseller Kathy Lee Gifford. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. Dynamic voices for a diverse church. This is Pass the Mic. Greetings and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pass the Mic, Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church, powered by The Witness, a Black Christian Collective. I'm your host, Tyler Burns. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Burns Clan. Please, please, please follow at your own risk. And joining me today is the founder of The Witness, very extensive resume, the man, the myth, the legend, the two-time best-selling author, Mr. Blue Check Verified himself, Dr. Jamar Tisby. What's going on, brother? Stop looking at me like that. Y'all, Tyler's such a professional. I had to clear my throat, so we had to do the recording over. Look, man, and no, now I'm, I'm, he, I'm, I'm great. just knocked down a peg, and it's his whole mind. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Right. It's okay. It it's, happens. Yeah, I get it. It yeah. happens. He's like, <laughs> he pulled a Christian bail on me. <laughs> if you ever pull anything like that again, man, you're done. You're never working again, oh, man. Oh, that Christian bail. I that thought it was Christian the Batman. Bell, not the Batman one. It's no. Tyler's ready to believe in good. The hot mic off, <laughs> yeah. off camera, Christian exactly. Bale. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Jamar. Uh, are you vaccinated? Yes. Did you get the Fauci ouchie? As soon as I could. As soon as you could. I, I'm vaccinated as well. I, I am as well. Are y'all vaccinated? Is this a, is this a weird question are to we, ask people now? Yeah, are we in mixed is this company a, is here? Is this a right weird here? question to ask? Is this like a thing now? Can we ask you that? And you like, oh, here they go, here they go, there they is go. It, is it too personal? Is it too political? Is it a HIPAA violation to ask you? Uh-huh. I mean, like, I'm just trying. I'm I'm trying to figure it out. I'm just because this seems like it's a pretty significant deal, right? I I thought I thought COVID nineteen was was serious. I, I that's just me. I thought it was serious, and I thought. You know, maybe my third eye is closed, but I thought COVID-19 was serious. I mean, I think and, we're at 700,000 deaths in the U.S. alone. And that we actually wanted to stop the deaths. Right. And actually, like, recover the healthcare system. That's what I thought. And I'm just being honest because a year ago, our lives changed. And everything stopped. And people started getting sick. And people started dying. And our way of life changed. And our collective mental health changed. And our healthcare system changed. And all of the above. But yet now what we seem to be getting is this vaccination hesitation. Now, there's two ways to look at this conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? First way to look at this conversation is a mixed company conversation. And that means that there are different ethnicities, et cetera. And in that conversation, I would pause and say, I don't necessarily know if it's true that black people are more vaccine hesitant than other groups of people. I don't know if that's true. I think the polling shows that white evangelicals are the most resistant. Precisely. Yes, precisely. Now, there's another conversation to have, and that's an in-group conversation. And the in-house in-group conversation is what we're desiring to have right now. So just know I'm I'm framing it like that. This is an in-group conversation. Okay. Um, And that conversation is COVID-19 is serious, not just for everybody else, but for us in the black community. Mm -hmm. And if COVID-19 is serious for us in the black community, why would we not want to be vaccinated? Mm. Why would we not want to take the necessary measures and steps to ensure that we are protected from the deadlier aspects of the virus? Mm -hmm. Right. Because you can Mm -hmm. still get COVID-19. 
but it actually zooms out a little bit more, right? What, where does conspiracy theory come in to the black community consciousness? Mm. Where does conspiracy theory come in? Where does truth come in? Where does pseudoscience come in? Right. Like there's so much. I, I was I was listening to BT Hip Hop Awards recently. BT Hip Hop Awards. This guy was talking about uh, Dr. CB. He called him Dr. Sebi. It was Dr. CB. Dr. CB. Right. Uh, someone who is who is known in the black community who recently passed, but who is known in the black community as someone who had keys and unique holistic medical insights. Right. But for other people, he's a pariah. Right. Because he wasn't actually credentialed, and so it's. It's this weird line of we tend to really emphasize certain people and figures mm. and arguments. And we go to the barbershop and we hear things, we go to the beauty salon, we hear things, we go to our churches and hear things, we go to our family reunions and hear things. And my question is, are we actually believing what is true? And what has really made this interesting, Jamar, is the fact that there are many people with large platforms who are feeding into this. Yes. There are many people who have oversized influence in our communities that are actually bringing this up in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And they're actually telling us what we should think and what we should believe. And the fact that those around us who are talking about a vaccine or what have you cannot be trusted. Hmm. How do we parse through all this, Jamar? This is a serious deal. So I think we should definitely put this out there just because you know how people are, that the reasons for vaccine hesitancy are varied and manifold, and some are more legit than others. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So so from the jump, we recognize that all resistance to getting the vaccine is not the same Correct. resistance to getting the Correct. vaccine. What we're talking about- Nor are we saying we are healthcare professionals, nor are we saying we are scientists or epidemiologists or immunologists. Not okay. at all. Continue. Not at all. We, 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 we trust those who are credentialed and certified and looking out for human interests. Uh, so what we're talking about is- the stuff that goes against well-established scientific precedent goes against the consensus of the medical community goes against the evidence right before our own eyes. Right. And people sowing doubt about the efficacy or the safety of vaccines based on lies, half-truths, mistruths, conspiracy theories. That's the issue. Yes. That's the issue. And I'll just go ahead and go ahead and say this and y'all can blame me it? first. You gonna say it? Y'all can blame me first and not Jamar. That's I'll irresponsible. Be, I'll be glad to do that. It's irresponsible. <laughs> okay. It is is it's irresponsible. Okay. So I, I'll just go ahead and say that. Because if you have a platform in the black community, especially considering the negative Im- uh, impacts of COVID-19 upon our community and upon our families and upon older generations and younger people as well, without a respect or a person's to just throw out information that is not peer reviewed or just your experience or you heard through somebody else or your cousin or your, your whoever is irresponsible. So in particular, some celebrities have caught heat for spreading anti-vaccine doubt and conspiracy theories, okay. right? Yes. So one very prominent example is Nicki Minaj, whose sure. cousin's brother had this, that, and the other when sure. he took the vaccine, Right. And so she comes under fire for like, Nikki, what you doing? You've got millions of followers. You have a massive platform. And when we can look at the data that says we're dying at higher rates, I just heard statistics that the vaccine deaths of adults have left upwards of 140,000 children orphaned. My goodness. And the 
preponderance of those are black and brown kids. My goodness. Right? So like these are serious consequences of not taking the vaccine. And then you have somebody of her prominence sowing doubt and discord on it. I have a family member who was in really good health um, in his 50s, 60s, that that range. He got COVID-19 and survived it, but didn't get the vaccine. It wasn't necessarily, quote unquote, a serious case of COVID-19, but it took him about a month to recover to where he didn't get winded if he walked up a flight yeah. of steps yeah. or if he could do something and not have to take a, a long nap afterward or if he could actually like have the breath capacity. So it's not just living and dying. It's right. not just surviving and, and not surviving it. It's also flourishing and it's also your overarching men- mental and emotional and physical health. Yeah, quality of life, yeah. Which is affected by the after effects of COVID and affected by the fact that sometimes you have brain fog, sometimes you have... Um, confusion and delirium sometimes you 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 don't have wind anymore all the above right right all the above so it's not just oh you people die which is extremely sad and tragic but most people are like well i'll survive what with what mm. <laughs> how yeah to what quality and to what extent to think you're gonna bounce back to where you were before exactly is very risky <laughs> and and i do also want to say that my my edge is for the people who are, have platforms that are using them irresponsibly, not for the people who are working this out in right, and of themselves, right, right. right? Good distinction. That's my that's my edge. It's for yes. the people who are recklessly using their platform and not considering that they they hold sway and influence over millions of people in some cases. Not for the people who are well meaning, trying to figure out what is life. How do I figure out what to do? And I, I may have had an allergic reaction in one sense or one case. Um, is this going to be safe for me? That's a yeah. different conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder why, if a celebrity pops off at the mouth and uses their platform irresponsibly, why do we care? Like, they're not medical professionals. We're talking about musicians and actors and all those things. Yes. <laughs> but let's get it. I, I, I want to get into that in a second. So you mentioned Nicki Minaj, and then you mentioned, you were going to mention some others too. There are some other people around who have also been caught, and now have some as well. So you want me to mention it? Okay, oh, because yeah, whoever, we love her. Whoever, we love her. Whoever. We absolutely do. So most recently, uh, Letitia Wright, who right. played Shuri on uh, in the Black Panther films. And so we love her acting. We love her character. We love that she's Christian and she's absolutely, outspoken yeah, about it. 100%. We want you on the show. We want to talk. <laughs> we would love to <laughs> have be you on the show. Tomorrow. <laughs> I know. That's why I didn't want to say it. But look. We, I didn't we, tell we, you we to just, say it. You we just want to say it. it. <laughs> <laughs> we going to be real. We going to be real. Um it's hard. It's hard to see that. Yes. I mean, for me, it's like hard to see someone who's portrayed a character that I was excited about and admired, someone whose life and example in so many other ways, I think, is is really remarkable to see them go down this road and feels like get taken in hmm. by something that's really harmful and unhelpful. What, what would you add to that? I would definitely add as a massive basketball fan that the conversation happening in the NBA has been quite interesting. And this is particularly interesting because I am a unashamed, avowed Golden State Warrior fan. Okay. So oh, I started out. Did I know this about you? Yes. So I started out huh. as a Steph Curry fan years ago and then became a Golden State Warrior fan. So I love the whole roster. I could tell you the whole roster right now. All, even, all the players. Even on the off years, the rebuilding years. Even on the rebuilding years. Last year, you, I can tell you the whole roster. People in my group chat know this. I talk about roster moves, everything, who they should cut, who should be the 15th man, which is a big conversation right now. And one of the uh, starters is a guy named Andrew Wiggins. He's a former number one draft pick out of the University of Kansas. 
and um, he kind of bounced around to a couple of teams, but has kind of found a little bit of a home in Golden State, playing well, playing better, big contract, but he was not vaccinated. And so there are two places in which there are very stringent requirements, now three, but there are two places in particular at that point, and that was in California, um, specifically in the San Francisco area where Golden State Warriors are uh, stationed, and then New York, right? So there's Andrew Wiggins, who plays for... um, the Warriors in San Francisco, and they don't allow anyone into the building if you haven't been vaccinated. And so as a result of that, Andrew Wiggins was going to potentially be on the team, but not be able to play at any of the home games. And then also in New York, in Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, they have Kyrie Irving, who is a world champion, yeah. um, very, very popular player, who is also not vaccinated. And refusing to get vaccinated. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask, what? Are, why aren't they vaccinated? He's refusing to get vaccinated because of, according to Kyrie Irving, refusing to get vaccinated because they're, um, we don't trust, we don't trust people that we don't know. There's uh, better holistic medicine that we don't understand. Uh, he's also saying he's not going to really talk about it anymore, but he's just not a vaccinated player even though he would also miss all of his home games. Wow. Now, Andrew Wiggins actually just recently got vaccinated. And he got vaccinated probably because he saw how much money he was going to lose. But he, he did admit that he said, I felt like it was a choice between I could either get vaccinated and play or not get vaccinated and lose my shot in the NBA. Yep. Right. And then he also said that, you know, he had an allergic reaction to medicine one time and it scared him. And this was the kind of the ironic part where I was like, ah, bro, you should have thought that through. But he was like, yeah, so now I have an EpiPen with me. Right. So I carry around an EpiPen with me just in case I have an allergic reaction. So it made me afraid. And somebody rightfully asked, well, what's in the EpiPen? <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> so it's like, oh, no, like you kind of. So this is an ongoing conversation. Now, what's interesting about the NBA is Draymond Green, who plays on the Golden State Warriors, LeBron James, who plays for the Los Angeles Lakers, obviously most popular basketball player in the world. Both came out and said they shouldn't have any talk or they shouldn't try to they wouldn't try to convince anybody to get the vaccine. Because it's their body, it's their choice, it's their freedom. We're trying to force things upon them. And that's not our space. It's not some like police brutality or something like that. We're not going to impose ourselves. So we don't really have a comment on that. It's a public and, safety issue, right? Well, we're, we'll get to that. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that. And so it's very interesting watching basketball players who are very vocal during the bubble mm. about Jacob Blake. Mm. and police brutality mm. now say, well, you know, we're not going to really get into that. You know, we're not going to really talk about that. That's not really the same issue, right? And so now using their platform and their platform and those statements are being taken and used by anti-vax communities. So the people who are anti-vax or anti-COVID vaccine, which is two different things, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. some people are vaccine hesitant. Some people are anti-COVID vaccine uh-huh. for the reason it was rushed or what have you. And then some people are anti-vax, period. So I believe in any vaccines, right? And so all three three of these groups, but particularly the anti-COVID vaccine and the anti-vax community and the conservative Republican, you know, bastion or right wing or what have you, taking that and using that and saying, see, this makes all the sense in the world. See, see some this, black people are see, saying it's, it. it's this. Yeah, yeah, this is what we should do. This is what we should believe. And it was disheartening primarily because it is a tension dealing with celebrity activists. Mm-hmm. There is a tension and there is a an angst sometimes following the journey of celebrity sports figures and musicians um, and even sometimes celebrity, quote unquote, politicians mm. as they take stands for some things or they do certain things or they 
try to talk about certain things in a certain way. And it's frustrating because sometimes I don't think, I think we too easily brand people activists. Huh. We too, we too quickly tell people that they are justice activists or, or advocates or, you know, they're involved in the cause of social justice. Yeah. And I think we do that because we, we, we give people that label and we don't understand what that comes with. That what that comes with is an in, immense responsibility to have a holistic, fully orbed view of life that promotes community flourishing. And you cannot just say, if, you, if you're saying, oh, I'm an activist, you cannot just say, oh, I'm an activist on this one issue for this one time. But what you're saying is, no, not just I care about this issue, but I care about justice as a whole right. for my community right. and for the marginalized and for the forgotten and for the disregarded and for the disinherited, so much so that I have to have a holistic view of what it means for me to take a stand, not just in one area, but across the board. Right. Because COVID-19 is a justice issue. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's reminding me, uh, sh- shameless self-promotion, chapter 10 of how to fight racism is mm-hmm. orient your life mm-hmm. toward racial justice, which means yes. orienting your whole life toward justice, right? Not just a reactionary moment in time. This issue's hot right now. I'm going to speak up about it. Uh, so yeah, there's this sense in which if celebrities or people with a platform, well-known folks, have spoken up for justice in some other area, police brutality, economic justice, racial justice, whatnot, they would have a better lens for yes. evaluating justice issues yes. in every, every other sector, especially with the vaccine, right? Is it a case, do you think, Tyler, where they should stay out of it? Is this a case of shut up and dribble? No. And and here's here's what I'm trying to say though. What I'm trying to say is when you are talking about an issue, there is there is a credential familiarity with an issue, expertise familiarity, right? And that is because I went to school for this. I studied this. I immersed myself in this. So now you have you are expert. You have expertise in this area. And then there is experiential familiarity. Yeah. And the experiential familiarities, I've lived this struggle and I would like to interrupt and stop this struggle so that the people who look like me and the people who come after me no longer have to deal with this thing I've dealt with, my parents have dealt with, the people I love have dealt with, and people who look like me are suffering from. So that's experiential familiarity. I tell my story. I mean, I know other facts and figures, but I tell my story, speak, I use my voice. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's, it's the person who was on death row but was exonerated it, and exactly. is now trying to abolish is the death penalty. Is now trying to, to abolish the death penalty. Or it's the, the athlete who has been pulled over or been, been unjustly, falsely accused or been followed or what have you, has been called the N-word or what have you. And this is affecting my sphere. Mm-hmm. And so because this affects my sphere, I care about it. And I'm going to use and orient my platform to make other people familiar about it and interrupt the, the idea that, oh, you can, just, you can just go throughout your life and we're just going to entertain you. Right. So that's the experiential familiarity. That's good. But here's the deal. When you start talking about expertise familiarity, you better make sure that you have someone who is credentialed in the expertise familiarity. You can have a stance 
but you better make sure you have someone who is credential in the expertise familiarity. That is your responsibility so that you do not promote misinformation. Yeah. You're not disingenuous because you can't have justice without knowing the truth, right? You'll know the truth and truth will set you free. That's what the scripture says. And so if you're saying something that is false or that is unproven or that is untrue, well then what we're talking about is not the use of your platform, but the management stewardship of your platform, mm. which isn't that you can't have an opinion, right? but make sure that that, and, and you, you can make a decision for yourself. We're not saying you can't. We're not saying everybody should be mandated to be stuck. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, hey, can you steward the platform well? Right. And stewarding the platform well is making sure that you're thinking about this from a holistic, fully orbed context. Well, now you're bringing it down to the the level of us normal human beings, right? Who who aren't celebrity athletes or actors or whatever. It's the same thing for us. Whatever exactly. platform we have. Exactly. Right? People, whatever platform we have. We got a podcast, Mike. Whatever it might be, it's whatever platform you have, you could, you could be a supervisor at work. You could be a parent at home, whatever it might be. It doesn't mean that you only speak when it directly pertains to your job or your area of specialty or whatever. You can have an opinion. You can use your platform to air that opinion, but be truthful. Yes. And recognize that this is not just affecting you in the same way. Because here's here's the difference, right? The difference is experiential familiarity says I can identify with you. So I enter into solidarity with you, right? Because no matter where we come from, no matter what happens, it'll all affect us. They just see a, bl- a black man. They just see a, a Negro in a coop, right? You know what I'm saying? To use to, to censor, you know, right? So, so it doesn't matter. They go still see us, right? They're going to still see us the same. So I can enter into that experiential familiarity because it's cross class. It's cross um, situation. No matter where I go, I'm going to be facing that. If I go international, I can still face that. Yeah. But then there's reverse experiential familiarity, which says I have a better shot at being in a better place that will give me the resources, the time and the distance to protect myself from COVID-19. Then someone who also looks like me, but is working a nine to five job and can't stop Mm. because he has to provide or she has to provide for children. So now we look the same, but our experience is different. So now we're talking about almost experiential distance, not just a familiarity. See, that's why you have to be self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which is, oh, no, I have millions of dollars. I can get whatever I need. I can have access to the best possible medical care. And now I'm influencing a group of people who don't have what I have, (laughs) who don't have the resources, who don't have the access, who don't have the funds and who don't have the the cushion and the buffer to be able to take off time from work because they got sick from COVID-19. That might tank their finances. Right. right. That might send them into bankruptcy. They might they might not have health insurance. Right. And so, see, that's where it's no, we're not saying you can't have an opinion, but think. The people who are following you aren't you. Aren't you. <laughs> and they don't have the same situation you're in. They're not in the same place you're in. They don't. And so it's like, we have to be very careful in that context of saying, you know what? I need, I need to make sure that I'm making the right decision for as many people who look like me as possible. Yeah. And we might have disagreements, but based upon what I know, I need to take a stand for what I, what I, what I can see based upon the experts are saying is the right wise thing to do for my community. 
And to be open to correction, right? Because all of exactly. us say things and we learn better. We or we get exposed to somebody who challenges us. But so often what's happening, particularly with these celebrities, is they get exposed to how they're wrong, how they're mistaken. They get exposed to more accurate information and they dig in their heels and they double down. Let's talk about that. We gotta take a break, but let's talk about that right after the break, right here on Past the Mic. This episode is brought to you in part by Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary students are grounded in faith and formed in community. PTS students are preparing for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and Certificate Programs. Begin your Master's or Certificate Program in person or online. Financial aid is available. Visit pts.edu admit. Hey, Tyler, you know what's wild? October 2021 marks the 10-year anniversary wow. of The Witness. A decade of this ministry, bro. 10 years. A decade of blogs and podcasts and events. I'm so excited, man, to celebrate 10 years. You know what? I think it's time to do another push for our Patreon community. I'm because saying. Because after 10 years, our Patreon community needs to blow up. It needs to explode. Yes, yes. You know what I was just thinking a great anniversary gift would be? Hmm. If you became a patron and go to patreon.com forward slash pass the mic. Yes, just for $1 per episode, you can continue to fund the next 10 years yes, of The, the Witness. Next the next 10, 10 years. years. I of like all the these sound great of that. podcasts and events and conferences go to patreon.com forward slash pass the mic and give just one dollar per episode and let's get us up to 200 patrons because if not i'm gonna quit the show oh boy thank y'all so go. much i appreciate it there's a humility that has to come along with Airing and using your platform to express opinions, hmm, hmm. right? Which you can. We've said that. Right. As long as it's informed, you're, you're speaking true facts as much as you know it. And if you were wrong, particularly on something like a vaccine where there's science and data to prove it, right? Right. Then you have to be open to correction. So you said self-awareness is key. And the reality is none of us are as self-aware as we need oh, to be. Oh, absolutely. We yes, actually yes. need a community to help yes. reflect ourselves to ourselves, right? Yes, yes. To tell us on ourselves yes. when we need it. And, and And this is why this is so important, right? It's so important because last night I was having a conversation with my grandmother and she was talking about all the people in our family that have COVID-19. My. She, when she got hit with COVID-19 um, about a month ago, she didn't know if she was going to make it. So she was in the hospital. Uh, blood pressure was dropping. And the interesting thing was she was taken to the hospital, was there for hours, and could not get a room Whoa. because the hospital was full. Yeah. So she goes back home thinking she's going to die at home. My, my, my. And then she's talking about other members of our family that also have COVID-19. Everyone from her brother, who was in his 80s, to um, her brother's grandchild or great-grandchild, who's two. What? So, so here's why this is a passion point for me. Because as much as my family loves me, 
And as much as I'm like, do this, do this, do this. I love you. This is what we know. This is what we can understand. Who holds more sway, me or the, the celebrity? Mm. <laughs> with, with my cousins, who's going to hold more sway? Me, maybe. If, I, if in a perfect scenario, yeah. it'll be me. Yeah. But if the general drum and the general hum and tone and the underlying noise is hesitancy, default weight, you don't need to worry about it. Drag your heels. And well, you know, I get it. If I, if, if I think of it, if it comes up, I'll do it. Whatever. If, if that's the general tone and tenor, well, then I'm fighting against an entire cultural current. Right. I'm trying to go upstream on something that nobody's telling them, get the vaccine, protect yourself so that we're not in a negative situation. We're worried about burying you. We don't want to bury you. And we don't want your quality of life to deteriorate so much that you can enjoy life. Yeah. That you've got to endure it now. And you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to. It wasn't like it was forced upon you. You could have had something that offered a second layer of protection. So it, it hits different when you have people who get close to dying with COVID. Mm-hmm. It hits different when you have people who die from COVID mm-hmm. and you love them. Mm-hmm. So now it's not, well, you know, we could just... It's up to different people and it's up to this and that. You know what? Honestly, it's a HIPAA violation. If You, you don't even know what HIPAA is. <laughs> what does it stand for? It, which HIPAA? What does it stand for? <laughs> it's multiples. Which HIPAA are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. So it's like, yo, don't, don't have some epistemic humility and have some, and have some informational integrity and say, hey, I don't know. My instinct is this, but I don't know. I defer to the medical professionals if necessary. Or, hey, based upon all that I know, this is what I think. But the truth of the matter is, I, I want my community to be safe and taken care of. And David Dennis wrote about this. David Dennis wrote about this in The Undefeated. Brilliant black writer. And it's an argument to LeBron and Draymond and Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie Irving and all these people. And saying the vaccine is a a, a systemic racism issue. Hmm. It is a justice issue because the vast majority of the people who are going to be affected by it are of color. Yeah. They're black and brown. Yeah. The vast majority of the people who are at risk, high risk people, black and brown. Why? Because we do not have the infrastructure and the safety net and, and, and the social safety net to be able to lean back on stuff and to be able to get hit with COVID-19 and have it not affect. It affects real families. You being down, out for work for five days Big affects time. a real family. Yeah. <laughs> you going to the hospital and staying for three days could tank your medical situation, tank your financial situation. It could change everything. So it hits different in that point. Yeah. And that's why we plead with those in, in platforms of power. Man, when it comes to stuff like this, have some, please, please be careful with what you say. Yes. And recognize that you do have a platform and promote public health. And be careful with trust. Be careful with people's trust because as a celebrity, you have assumed credibility. Yes. yes. There's this thing, and and I think it's universal, and we have to sort of be conscious of it in ourselves in order to check it, is that if this person is upfront, if this this could be a pastor, this could be a celebrity, whatever. If the lights are on this person, if people are listening to this person in one area or whatever it might be, then they have some sort of credibility that makes them authoritative in Mm. anything they say. 
Hmm. And we need to be extremely hmm. careful about that because people will attribute trust to us based on that assumed credibility of celebrity. And then you go popping off at the mouth on something you don't know about or something that's not factual or something that's comp- conspiracy theory. And you can end up abusing people's trust in you because they believe you. And they believe you in a way they don't believe other people, maybe even in their family, almost exclusively because you're a celebrity or you have some sort of platform, some sort of authority, right? So we need to be extremely careful that the people who put their trust in us, especially the bigger platform we get, the more celebrity oh, 100%, we get, bro. and the people who just sort of offer that trust without much right. reason for it. right. We got to be very, very careful yes, of that. And yes. and in ourselves, as people, I mean, we're all going to be fans of somebody, right? Like, yeah, we're absolutely. all going to admire people. We ourselves have to be very careful of attributing that credibility to them uh, unjustly or or reflexively. Or prematurely. Prematurely, you know? yes. And we've all, and Jamar and I have story after story. We were like, oh, we probably should have done that differently. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, might that even was, be in this podcast. That was, not, that was not wise. Right. We're going to, okay, we're going to have to apologize for this. We're going to take a step back on this. Right. And, but here's the thing about platform. Here's the thing about celebrity, which in a Christian sense is very uh, tenuous. We talk about celebrity. But here's the, th- this, the thing about platform. If you're doing platform alone, you're doing it wrong. Say it again. If you're doing platform alone, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. If you're doing it by yourself, Without a crew, without accountability, without people who love you enough to say, hey, I don't know if that works, without people who are pressing you, asking you questions, or just giving you suggestions, watching and monitoring what's going on, you're doing it wrong. That's a that's a deep sentiment. That's a whole episode right there. If you're doing platform alone, you're doing it wrong. I've seen this up close. We've seen this far away. We've seen the fall of oh, people, yeah. right? But, but we've, we've also seen it up close, yes. too. Very much, so. and we've seen it up close with with people, you know, in my case, who I love, who I appreciate, yeah, yeah. who have just slowly, who have slowly not taken diligence over small things, and then they became major things because the cycle wasn't interrupted. Yeah, right, and 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 so the hopeful plea is that those, and this is the danger. This is why celebrity is inherently very dangerous, is because you can get so big. And you get so significant, you can get so loved and the livelihood of other people can be so tied up into you. They're afraid to tell you the truth. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And the only people in your circle are the ones who who you pay, are the ones who who are employed by you. Who's keeping you happy. They have a, they have a distinct investment in keeping you happy. Exactly. Yeah. And then as a result of that. They're afraid to tell you something that right. could jeopardize their livelihood. Right, right. And so the dangerous thing is, you know, it's dangerous to get that big. You know, it's dangerous to get that. Like, I, and I've, I've said this before. I don't know if it'll happen. I'm not saying there's anything inherently wrong with it per se. I'm just saying, you know, there's a question of economics and finances and all that. I'm just saying, I personally, you know, people say, man, you're going to be a millionaire one day. I was like, I hope not. And it's not to say, oh, no, I don't want to have money or don't want to have an inheritance or wealth to pass on to, to my children or the ability to be generous and bless people and buy property and improve my community. I want that, but it's dangerous to think that 
a whole bunch of people could tell me stop and I've got the money to circumvent them. Wow. And I've got the resources to ignore them. That's danger to me. That's like, whoa, how's that going to work? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what, what do I do here? Then there are safeguards and there are ways in which you can protect yourself and money trust and all kinds of things and, and, and all kinds of funds and accounts and things like that. But what I'm saying is, it's dangerous to think, oh, and in a second, I could wall myself off from everybody who's accountable and it wouldn't affect me not a bit. Yeah. Because I have enough resources to isolate. Yeah. And we can easily be those people who isolate and cocoon people in an unhealthy way because success is attractive. Whew. And so often we measure success in very worldly numerical terms. So it's the number of fans and followers. It's the number of likes and clicks and reposts. It's the amount of money that you have. And you want to be part of that because their success somehow vicariously means you're successful. Mm. Oh, if I'm in with this person who has this platform, who has this form of success, that means I'm somebody too. Yes. Right. Which is a, which is, which is something we need to take to Jesus, right? <laughs> like that ain't what gives you significance. All your somebodiness. Yes. That somebodiness was earned on the it. cross. Listen, <laughs> the world can't take it away either. Come on. So, so we have to be careful that we don't become those people. And, and look, we've both been in those situations where like we live in the real world where if somebody's, opinion and positive mood impacts your livelihood is a lot harder proposition to say, oh, I'm going to speak the truth, you know, because I might lose my job. <laughs> I might lose my whatever. Yes. Like we understand that's real world stuff. The only thing I can say, beloved, is there are things more important. And if God takes care of the sparrow, yeah, the grass of the field, the birds of the air, God will take care of you. And this is talking about being good community to those who are in those spaces, you know, being good community to those who are in the in the spaces of power who are directly related to our livelihood, right? Yeah. That's what you're talking about, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. <laughs> because and part of me is like, man, okay, so that's that's one side, right? So I'm I'm talking about the the family side, the familiar side, the uh, least of these side, the marginalized side, and y'all got to, it's irresponsible. It's an edge, right? I got an edge there. And then the other side is I have so much um, sympathy and so much compassion for those who who have worked so hard in their lives to be great. Number one, just to be great at what God gave them. And then secondarily to be great and then use that greatness to provide for an entire generation of people and generations yeah. of people after them. Yeah. I have so much respect for that. There you are know? people who do it, steward it well, yeah. And, and there, there are a lot of people. And I, man, it's just so, someone tweeted that, yo, it's, it's, it's a function of white supremacy to think that, you know, Jay-Z and, and Beyonce, you know, sold out to get their money, but Elon Musk yeah. and Bezos, like, worked hard, right, you know? right. Like it's a function of that. And I have so much respect and compassion and sympathy for those who have a platform thrust upon them and now in the content creation worlds, right? Mm. Because in the 90s, this would have been a little bit different, Mm. right? It wouldn't have been exactly the same. In the content creation world where people are going to get, you know, millions of looks at you every day. Yeah. 
yeah. in every second, how much the, the beast is fed and your promotional um, capacity is, is fed by your presence. Man, I think of Amanda Gorman. Right, right. Exactly. Brilliant exactly. creator. And it just gets on, gets on the inauguration. It's like, oh. Yo, her Twitter followers went from whatever to millions, hundreds of thousands. Right. It's like overnight, you know. And it's like, yo, do I not take that opportunity? Do I say no? Like, what's what's the right what's the right space? And it's do thrust I... upon you at such a young exactly. age. Like, so that's what an do you incredible do? Incredible burden. Yeah. So what do you do? And so my heart. Uh, this is the flip side, right? So this is the this is the pastoral hat, right? The pastoral uh-huh. hat is part defender uh-huh. of the least of these and part lover of all God's children, yeah. right? The kings and the queens yes, and yes, the, the rulers the, and all of them. The welcomer. That's in me, deep. And so my heart and my hope is that we would also be safe space for those in community who cannot work this out with everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say that. Who cannot work it out publicly and cannot work it out even with within their circle of influence, but that we would be a safe place for them to work it out and ask questions. How do I think about this? So pastor, what is a good, okay, you're talking about the way I think, but what's a good way to think about this? So I'm so glad you brought this up because this, I think, is the crux of it, right? Like, especially when we're talking about celebrities, people with platform, people well-known, if we assume the best and we place ourselves in their shoes, yes, who can you trust? The thing about mm. platform and celebrity is this. So many of the people around you want something from you. Right. Right. They're around you because right. of what you can do for them, not because of who you are. And the bigger you get, the more common that is. Right. It's an agent who wants a percentage from your next book deal or your next film or your next whatever, your next song, whatever. It's a pastor who wants a tithe. It's a pastor who wants a tithe or Mm -hmm. just to be able to say so-and-so comes to my church. Comes to my church, yep. Yep. To to grow the church numerically, right? It is um, fans who who want you to sing or play or whatever, right? Entertain. So you get so guarded. Mm -hmm. I experienced this on an infinitesimal level, right? Of just, you know, folks who... (laughs) have read the books or listened to the, to the, to the podcast. Right. And it's just a, it's just a split second thought. Right. What is this person's angle? Right. What is their motivation? Right. So imagine that multiplied hundredfold. Right. And then you get in a situation as a person with platform power, celebrity, and you don't know who you can trust, who you can open up to that won't end up on a front page somewhere. Right, right. That's what I think is is part yes. of the issue here. Yes. How do intelligent, talented folks who That's can maneuver so business deals and international travel and all of this stuff get caught up in a conspiracy theory about a vaccine? It's hard to have a community that can speak honestly into your life and that you can trust with your questioning, so your good. doubt, and your journey. You know what I'm saying? That's so good. That's what we, that's what we need to cultivate better. We need better Christian community. Yes. <laughs> and we also need better we need better support for those with platform. Yeah. And I think this is also going to be and and it's not a pass the mic episode if there's not some ideation, right? Like some <laughs> some sort of afrofuturistic a la ideation of what we could be in the future but like i think we need spaces where where there there are people there are um mothers and fathers who can help us to see 
okay, we just saw you blew up and we're not trying to control you or tell you how you should live. But if you ever need some help navigating this platform, we got you. If you ever need some help thinking about how now to structure your finances, we have blueprints. We have some things that people have done that have worked and kept them safe. If you need rhythm of spiritual community, you're looking for a place where, you know, perhaps, you know, you won't be able to come in and sit on the front row every single week. Mm. But there's a rhythm set up that gives space. Your small group might look different, but you're still in one. Yeah. Right. Um, your your pastoral accountability and, and discipleship may look different, but you're still you still have some. Right. You still belong somewhere. And let us help you think about this. If you're open to it, we'll help you think about it. We'll help you process it. We'll help you prepare. We'll help you look at what it means to have a healthy platform and not lose your soul. <laughs> you know, what? and I know there are some people who do this, but we need to know that, you know, yeah. I think, I think people miss it. They think that because we have a podcast or run an organization or preach sermons or, you know, some people who have hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, millions of followers on social media, everybody got to figure it out. What you don't know is that the vast majority of us have no clue what we're doing. Oh yeah. That's right. That's right. Have no clue what we're doing. And it's dangerous to have no clue what we're, what you're doing with no accountability Mm -hmm. and nobody that someone can call to make sure that you get kept in check or make sure that you're held accountable and that there are some restraints and boundaries that can be had. So that you don't destroy yourself and your family. That's right. That's right. And this word about community is so vitally important. And there's two sides to it, at least. Right. So for the person who has that platform or that celebrity, the sort of bigger you get or the bigger that platform gets, the more intentional you have to be about community. The less likely you will just stumble into it. Right. Or yes. even the community that <laughs> yeah. you had. Exactly. Is going to remain. Right. So, exactly. So you have to be so, so, so intentional about it, as intentional as you are with whatever craft or skill that got you that platform. Right. And then on the flip side, the, the other side of it is those communities of people, the bigger that the platform that person has, the more adaptable, flexible, and empathetic you have to be. Because their life looks so much different than so many other people's. And so like you're saying, your community is going to look different. Your small group is going to look different, but you still need one. But yes, you're going to have to think differently. And I think there needs to be room in this conversation about you know platform and community for folks to work it out together. Yes. Because more than likely... <laughs> If you're going to your family or your local church that you grew up in or whatever for that community as your platform grows, they're not going to know when your album hits gold, platinum, Mm. whatever. They're not going to know when you've made $10 million how to manage that in the same way that, that they would with other folks. So there needs to be room, trust, flexibility to grow together. Because like you said, the vast majority of us have no idea what we're doing. Yes. We don't know the trajectory. But what we do need are people who can be on the journey with us. That's my hope. That's my hope that we all have that. And that's my hope that we encourage people to have that and maintain it early. And we show them what it looks like healthily early. And then they they don't have to depart from it when they get to that level. Because the yeah. people who are yeah. who are close to them, 
there are always going to be those people that you thought could could go with you to that next space and to get that next level, whatever it may be. And they can't like, there's always going to be those people. But if you have the right people around you with the right motives and we develop and cultivate the right friendships, then we'll have something that can last us for years to come. Yeah. Um, and that's the hope. Don't be irresponsible with your platform. <laughs> that's a word, not just for others, a word for us too. Yeah. And don't wait to cultivate your community. Do it now. Don't do platform alone. If you're doing it alone, you're doing it wrong. This episode was brought to you in part by Just These Guys. You know, a pastor and a psychologist team up to break down scripture and psychology, empowering you to transform by the renewing of your mind. Listen today at justtheseguys.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just These Guys, you know.